Hi, and welcome to Talking With Cancer. I'm Katie, and I'm here to give you an honest, real, and even funny outlook on living with cancer. There is no one way to do cancer, and I've decided to share my story to help and inspire others, as well as raise awareness. At age 43, I was diagnosed with a rare type of thyroid cancer known as hobnail in February 2022, having never had any health issues previously. I was fit and well and took pretty good care of myself. But despite that, I got a diagnosis and I am on a long-term treatment plan. On this podcast, I will be sharing my progress regularly. And I often speak to amazing guests who've been impacted by cancer in some way. I really hope you enjoy listening. And if you do, then please rate, review, follow and recommend the pod. Hi, listeners. Welcome to episode seven this week entitled Burden. You know, I'm doing something that I don't actually do very often, which is I'm sitting down and recording this podcast whilst going through a really, really difficult time. I think what I often do is I kind of talk on here about what I've been through and I'm like reflecting back on it. And even though that can be quite emotive and that can bring up quite a lot to kind of relive and talk through what my experiences have been, I find that I tend to avoid sitting down and talking here when I'm actually in a bad place, which is where I'm at at the moment. I'm in a really, really bad place. I know this sounds kind of cheesy, but I've been watching on Disney Plus the documentary about Ed Sheeran, which if you haven't watched it, I really recommend checking it out. He is so grounded and vulnerable. You know, he's talking on there about really difficult stuff he's been through. His wife had a cancer diagnosis. His best friend died. And then he had a court case. And all of those things happened like in really close proximity to each other. And he is really honest and open about processing that stuff. He also kind of got really creative whilst all of that was going on and wrote some like amazing music. And I was just watching it and it made me feel very sad. And I just thought, you know what? He's just being so like honest and raw and real. And it just inspired me, basically, to be able to sit down here and share what's going on. Um, I guess, like, in all honesty, you know, I feel that this year, what we're now in May, probably be June when you're listening to this, but it's just been a really, really difficult five months. And, you know, when I reflect back and I think about getting scan results at the beginning of the year that said, look, the treatment isn't working anymore. There is some progression of the cancer. It just, it really kind of knocked me sideways because I think prior to that, I'd gone through really good sort of three or four month period. I guess in the back of my mind, I always knew that the treatment I was on wasn't going to work forever. I thought it would last a bit longer than it did. So going through 
big upheaval like changing treatment it was something I just didn't really feel prepared for and I think going through that period of having to change treatment it's a very turbulent time and there's a lot of uncertainty in that time for me and definitely for the people around me it was like oh shit it's not even been a year since Katie's diagnosis and here we are in a period of real unknown a real state of flux and a real wake-up call I think I mean it was for me I can't say you know for all the people around me I think you know, everyone's kind of accepted this and processed this and dealt with this in a different way, I suppose. So what then ensued was obviously like getting me on a treatment and trying to get the dose of that treatment right. I have found tolerating that drug really, really difficult. But I think the really hard thing through all of this is actually not feeling well, because not feeling well is an absolute reminder, a very, very present reminder that I have cancer. It's an incredibly invasive reminder. It is very hard to get away from. It's a very violating thing to experience because it's like, it's so present basically. And it is so an unwanted part of me. And it has been a part of my life for about four months. It totally, totally sucks. And I think, you know, all the other things I felt on this drug, which is like nausea and loss of appetite and pain in my right foot and ankle and lower back, ulcers on my tongue, which seem to come and go. Yeah, like mainly this cough is the thing that's just been a real struggle. So we've tried different things. And last week I went and I had radiotherapy. That is an incredibly sort of quick process. You don't feel anything go into a room where there's what looks like a scan machine you lie on the bed and the radiographers kind of balance you push you a little bit from side to side very gently to try and get you totally aligned with where this sort of green beam of light is to line up with the tattoo so I'd had that tattoo placed on the exact spot where they were going to do the radiotherapy and They leave the room and you're there for like five or 10 minutes. And this other machine is like going around you and doing its thing basically, which is kind of zapping the cells. I think what you have to remember is like it's zapping the cancer cells, but then it's also zapping the non-cancer cells. So my body is basically like trying to kind of heal where it's zapped the non-cancer cells. So, you know, we came out of there and like I said, very quick and easy, but I was feeling really tired and came home, went to bed and then like felt utterly, utterly exhausted, woke up the next day with a really sore throat, basically a cold, but a cold that just felt, yeah, like incredibly tiring and I slept a lot and I couldn't figure out like, Is this a reaction to the radiotherapy? Is this just a cold? Like, why am I feeling so bad? And I'd spent pretty much two days in bed and started to feel a little bit better, then felt bad again, 
And it's just been this kind of roller coaster of like feeling like, oh, things seem to be a bit better. Oh, no, no, I feel like shit again. And I had my birthday weekend celebrations and, you know, everyone was so lovely and really thoughtful, but it was probably like one of the worst birthdays I've ever had. (laughs) I just felt so unwell and so kind of disappointed. And I think the thing is, like, I am very used to being someone who's like upbeat and likes to have a good time and likes to be social and chat, not like massively social, but you know, if I'm with the people that I love, I know I'm going to have a good time with them. But I put pressure on myself to be this upbeat person all the time. So when I'm not feeling like that, I find it very hard to be social and to feel like I can be a different version of myself and I can be the version that's not feeling great and, you know, out and having a nice time, but like not having to be the life and soul of the party. So trying to find a space for that other version of me is really, really hard. It's like a real period of adjustment. And that's because I put this pressure on myself, but also I assume that there's an expectation of kind of what I'm like to be around. And if I don't live up to that, then I'm not gonna be much fun. I'm reflecting back on this and I know that it sounds ridiculous, but it's just really hard to accept that like, I can be loved by my nearest and dearest, no matter what. (laughs) So it's a difficult thing to basically be vulnerable with the people that I love and say, you know, I'm having a really bad time. I'm really not feeling well and I'm not going to be on my best form. I'm trying to do that. I'm trying really hard to share that side of me. But yeah, it's definitely tricky. And I think, you know, going back to my original point, like what is this bad period about? It's about the fact that I am living with cancer and I still don't really understand like how I've got here and how different my life is I knew I'd get emotional talking on here what that means in reality which was that there are quite a lot of bad days and days of feeling really unwell which then are really frustrating because you know I just long for like I've said before a walk in the rain I just long for feeling okay and feeling well you know not feeling good and having those bad days it scares me like it scares me about what lies ahead and how long do I have to endure bad days for like when are we going to have a really good period again when am I going to feel well for more than four or five days consecutively and you know what's the point in kind of prolonging a life if it is just enduring suffering? Now, that is not where I feel I am at the moment, very far from it. But I do think about, like, fast forward, I don't know how many years, I've never been told how many years, but I really don't believe in just stretching out a life. It's like when I talked with Adam Hills on the last series, you know, and he said it's really not the number of of years lived. It's the quality of life. 
you know, and I think that's so, so true. And I think it's just really important to kind of realize that and remember that. And I think so much about the people around me. It's one of the things that I find really, really difficult is trying not to feel like a burden on my loved ones and, you know, being very, very aware of what this is like for them and particularly for Dinch, who is living this with me like day by day through all of it is incredibly supportive and incredibly loving, but, you know, struggling with it, understandably so. Again, I think what he has found so, so difficult is this cough because it's, it's so disruptive and it's very, very stressful for him. And it's very upsetting for him and it's irritating and it's, it's this constant reminder. And so I think one of the things that really comes with this territory, again, this cancer experience, this cancer journey is feeling like a burden and feeling like this is really, really hard for the people around me and a real, real struggle for them. And even though, like, they say to me very often, it's not like, you know, we love you and we want to be here for you and we want you to be okay. I'm kind of thinking about this a lot. Like, why do I feel so strongly that it's so unfair for the people around me and so unfair for Dinch? Life for him would be better if I wasn't here to kind of upset him so much and I know that he would just hate me for saying that and think that was absolutely ridiculous thing to say I was reflecting on this with Katie actually my best friend and she's like why can't you accept that we love you we're not a burden for us it's not like we're going to run out of love for you and support for you and I was reflecting back on remembering like how it was with my dad you know my dad died of pancreatic cancer I was 27 when he died, but he was diagnosed when I was 24. So he lived for three years. You know, I was in my 20s. I was young and socializing and having a good time. But in the background was this very, very difficult period of knowing that he was terminally ill with cancer. And there were some really difficult times in that three years. Again, I talked about this with Adam Hills. I remember when he died... He had gone through like, you know, quite a few weeks of being very weak and having lost a lot of weight. And he was still living on his own, actually. He wasn't in a hospice or a hospital, but he'd had a few of these kind of, I guess, like lapses, relapses. And when he did die, I just remember, you know, all the sadness and the pain and the loss and the grief but there was also relief in that. And I think there was relief that he would no longer be suffering, but there was also relief in the fact that like we would no longer be in this space of unknown, in this space of, you know, the clock's ticking, but we don't know when it's going to stop and we don't know how his life's going to end. We just know that it will. And even like saying that, it sounds strange in a way just saying that because like that is true for everybody. Of course, it's very different when you have that inevitability 
and you know that there is sort of a finite amount of time that you've got left. I think that's probably the difference. So because that's how I felt then, I suppose I assume that that's how people feel about me. And they tell me they don't. And I guess they don't. And I guess I have to believe that. But this period is really hard. Not feeling well is really hard. Knowing I'm not feeling well because I have cancer is really hard. Knowing that this cancer is sticking around, you know, and not having like a clear laid out path in front of me for what that journey is going to look like. And listen, I can throw all sorts of positive things at this about all those unknowns. But right now, like, because I'm not feeling good, it's very hard to find that positivity within this reality. It's tough. It's really tough. I remember again, like my conversation with Emma, the death doula in my last series, like, you can go through periods of like acceptance and then like denial and you can feel those two things at the same time and processing this stuff is not linear. And I think that's really true. And I think that I'm really angry and I'm really fed up and I'm really frustrated. And it's like having something in your life that you just really want to get rid of, but like you can't, like there's nothing you can do about it. It's there and it's there to stay. And no matter what you do or think or feel, like, you just know it's there. And that's a very, very hard thing to accept. Like, incredibly hard thing to accept. And, you know, I think, like, with it having been my birthday and then, like, my wedding anniversary follows a few days after that, I have thought about, wow, you know, that day, that wedding day was magical. It was absolute dream. I had such a brilliant time and I just felt so happy and so loved and so in love. I would never, ever have dreamt that fast forwarding my life four years, this is where I'd be. It's like another life. And Sometimes it is very surreal and I still don't believe that this is me and it's happening to me. And even though I'm talking about it on a podcast and I'm very much immersed in that cancer world, like medically, yeah, it still just feels strange and unbelievable to me. And like, this wasn't meant to happen to me. This isn't my story. I don't understand how I'm here. It's something that I do always reflect on, particularly when it's a difficult time. What I really, really long for is a good period ahead, you know, a really prolonged period where I'm feeling well and strong and I'm sleeping well through the night and I'm not coughing and I'm able to exercise and be outdoors and be with friends and be with loved ones and feel some sunshine. And I very much hope that those days are ahead. So listen, that feels good to have got that off my chest, I have to say. And like I said at the beginning, it's actually unusual for me to sit down and share stuff whilst it's difficult. But I thought, hey, Ed Sheeran can do it, and so can I. So thanks, Ed. Here's something that's really lovely and positive about having cancer is the community. 
the connection that you have to people. And I think this podcast has really helped me with that. It's actually so lovely. People reach out to me and they kind of either want to feedback what they've thought of the podcast or they want to share their story with me. And that's why I started Voices with Cancer, because there are so many voices out there and so many different stories and so many people want to be heard and they want a platform. Just great that this podcast can provide that. So this week, my voice with cancer is from a guy called Alistair Lynn. He's actually going to be a guest on the podcast. I spoke to him about his work, really, more than anything. And yeah, he is my guest next week. So listen out to that. That episode is entitled Diet. Reason being, he is a dietitian got a really interesting job actually we had a brilliant chat so yeah listen out for that next week but what I wanted to play out was his story because we don't really talk about his cancer diagnosis so I said to him look would you mind doing me a favor and creating me a voices with cancer which he kindly did and here it is I'll play it for you now my name is Alistair Lynn and I am a germ cell cancer patient, otherwise known as testicular cancer. I was diagnosed in November 2019. I'd just come back from a holiday in Japan and I presented to hospital with internal bleeding, just so it wouldn't stop bleeding. <laughs> and after a week of investigations, they identified that I had a necrotic tumour progressing into my small intestines. Unfortunately, it had metastasized and spread to my liver, both lungs and my brain. And I was not very well at all. So I was immediately transferred to the Royal Marsden Hospital, who have looked after me for the past three and a half years, saving my life. And I have gone through absolutely everything I feel that could possibly be offered, including going through about 265 infusions of chemo, cyberknife radiotherapy and whole brain radiotherapy, stem cell transplant with high dose chemotherapy and also an RPLND, which is a retroperitoneal lymph node disectomy where they also remove your testicles, uh, one of your testicles. I am still ongoing chemotherapy. I actually have chemo tomorrow. My goal is to inspire, motivate and keep on going. Wow, you really are inspiring and motivating, Alistair, because um, we are in touch, which is lovely. And I follow your journey on Instagram, Alistair Lynn. So it's at Alistair Lynn. And um my God, you are going through it. You have to have a lot of treatment. I know you tend to get these seizures every now and then. And there's no kind of real like prior warning to those coming on. I know when we spoke, you'd had one a couple of days. I think it was a couple of weeks before and we had to rearrange the interview because, you know, obviously that affected you quite badly. So thank you for sending that in and sharing as ever and I feel for you big time I really do it's lovely to stay in touch with you and I'm excited to play out our chat next week so yeah thanks again for sending in the voice note and if anyone listening would like to share their cancer story please get in touch my email is hello at talkingwithcancer.com
And thanks for listening as ever that this week, guys. It's always really good to chat. And get in touch, by the way, as I always say. Send me an email to hello at talkingwithcancer.com and check out my Instagram, which is talking underscore with cancer. And if you think that anyone you know in your life who could do with a podcast like this, please send it their way. Lots of love, guys, and see you very soon. Bye.